1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
0: Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin a Tuesday, Gary, how the
2: heck are you? I'm doing good. Just looking at the uh, last uh, advisory of the uh, of uh Adalia here. The yeah. the still tropical storm. OK, expected to become a hurricane uh, sometime today and a major hurricane when it hits uh, the, uh, the Florida coast. Mm-hmm. Sustained winds still at 70 miles an hour. So, yeah, not a hurricane yet, but expected once it, you know, once it gets over, because right now it's the, the, the tropical storm part of it is over the uh, Western part of Cuba. Mm -hmm. And so when it gets into open water, that thing is going to, you know, heat up pretty quick. Uh, I
0: had seen recently where the Gulf waters are warmer than usual. I mean, Mm -hmm. for all of us who, who. Live in Texas, Arizona included, and, and but in Texas, we've been under this heat dome since, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 1947 uh, for a long, <laughs> long time. And that heat dome, of course, has affected uh, the Gulf waters. The Gulf waters always very warm this time of year, but uh, a few temperatures warmer uh, from what officials are saying than normal. And of course, that warm water in the Gulf is going to add energy. To Idalia and uh, as it heads toward the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, the first big one of the uh, of the year. Uh, well, mm-hmm. uh, the first big one coming out of the Atlantic uh, hurricanes. But the, our friends in California, of course, know about Hillary and all of the water and and uh, and flooding caused by Hillary, uh, which was kind of a. An anomaly of a situation on the West coast, but, uh, certainly you're going to see storm surge in Florida. uh, And they said, look, this is, you know, the, the problem with it in, in coming ashore is always the biggest, most dangerous part of these storms is storm surge. Uh, flooding, uh, happens very rapidly. Mm -hmm. And then of course you worry about the winds and a major hurricane and, and other damage. Our friends in Florida know all too well what hurricanes are capable of doing.
2: Yeah, I did uh, uh, talk to uh, or I communicated with a friend of mine who lives uh, outside of uh, Tampa and parts of their county. Uh, At the time I talked to him yesterday, they were evacuating, I guess, you know, the one more near the more near the actual coast. He told me that they were not evacuating yet, but he knew exact. It's funny because everybody knows when you live there, you know, what grid, you know, what section of what grid you're in. Right. And he said to me and it didn't you know, it didn't make any sense to me at the moment. He goes, no, they're grid whatever it is and we're over you know we're here right and yeah, he goes so right. we're we're fine here at mm-hmm. uh, the uh the uh the moment i mean it looks like you know the 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 you know the i guess the right edge of it uh is what's going i mean that when you look at it, i mean the the uh the the hurricane warnings mm-hmm. go all the way down you know through you know south of tampa mm-hmm. you can see here but um and so they, you know, you you could still get hit, but it looks like it is the well the the eye without question right now is is pretty far north of uh yeah of of Tampa at the moment. So mm-hmm. uh Tallahassee probably will get I mean they're inland a little bit, but they're still going to get hit with yes. a ton of rain and it's still expected to be a major hurricane which would be a Cat 3, which would be yeah. a, a, over 111 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, thinking of everybody uh, 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 there. But uh, you know, hurricanes, when you live there, is, is a part of your life. Not so much on the West Coast, though, so, but you think about it, last year and this year. It's
0: well, yeah, you, you when you think of uh, the, the so much rain being dumped on Hillary and Dodger Stadium, that image of Do- Dodger Stadium, kind of ingrained in my mind, not being there. Of course, I know that there are more dangerous images uh, and situations that, that took place there as... Uh, hillary came into california and then you look um at what has happened over the years you man you and i have covered from the beginning we covered it was uh 18 years ago
2: yeah eight, uh, almost we, to the day very yeah very close um we had only been working together for a little over a month yeah uh when it uh When it hit, okay, you're you're doing that. I can tell you're doing the research here to get the exact date. I was trying to see. Yeah.
0: All right. (laughs) I think it was the thirtieth. So it's almost. uh, We're talking about Hurricane Katrina, right? And it was. Let's see here. Formed the 23rd. It dissipated the uh, 31st of August of 2005. And I don't know when it when the eye came on shore. I'll I'll find it here in just a second. But uh, but it was it was almost to the day. I think it was the 30th. So, uh, of course, our friends in, in Florida will be dealing with Idalia as Idalia is expected to come ashore overnight actually uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning um, and again if you've lived in Florida for any amount of time heed the warnings and whatever officials are asking you to do just get out of the way of the storm
2: yeah I remember how uh, you know we had uh, we had our reporter because we still at that point point uh you know we were a it wasn't we weren't red-eye radio yet but we were uh, owned by our flagship station wbap so we had our reporter at the time remember jim ryan was, jim ryan was down was there inside that was just and it's hitting i mean the night it hit we're talking to jim and it's yeah. like oh man i wouldn't want his job yeah i, I never never forget thinking that then what was it, just a couple of weeks later when Rita hit?
0: Uh, was it? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't long. Uh, coming into uh, uh, the, uh, the Gulf as well. And then we had people coming up from Houston on I-45. And at one point, uh, the traffic heading north out of Houston. Yeah,
2: it was a couple of weeks later, September yeah. 18th through September 26th. Yeah, okay and you know i i can still remember I, I the one thing you know there are moments of doing radio that you will never forget and you and i actually talking to people in their cars coming up from the gulf coast houston area yeah galveston whatever heading up north on i45 and and talking to them I'll, I'll never forget that Never. I mean, that was just, that's just something that Im- impacts you as, you know, they were in a a very, very, I guess, slow traffic jam, you know, moving north. Right. And remember the staging areas? Remember, remember Texas Motor Speedway? Texas Motor Speedway. It was, was, was a staging area where it's just, you know. Just... Yeah,
0: all the truckers were out there loaded with all the supplies that they were going to need to take in. In fact, I saw one driver uh, mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon and he was being dispatched to uh, go get supplies and head, in, head to that region. He was, I think he was in the region. He was getting closer. And what they do is obviously they stage out of the way of the storm, and then once the storm passes and it's safe to get in, they immediately take whatever supplies they have on, on board. It could be ice, it could be water generators, whatever you're going to need in the wake of such a storm. And it's pretty much everything, but the immediate needs are power, uh, and then you get to uh, food supplies and and everything else and water.
2: So, yeah, and and it's funny when you look at hurricanes because I'm just I just uh, looked up uh, Rita here on my computer, and when you see that eye, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I guess it's been follow, you know following hurricanes as long as I do. When you see that well defined eye. How terrifying that is because you know how powerful it, it
0: is looks like a monster because over yeah. the years when you yeah. see the image of it and especially it it, it happens when they assess these storms uh, often long after the storm was there. If you go back and you see the historical data of storms and you can see satellite photos and you look at that eye, it just looks like the eye of a monster And and yeah. these and that's exactly what you call these massive storms, a major hurricane. Uh, is no small thing.
2: You know, you think about it, though, just because we've, you know, especially on the Gulf Coast, people, for the most part, have learned to evacuate, you know, and I'm looking at Rita here. I mean, any loss of life is horrible, but you think about, you know, in a populated area, a Cat 5 hurricane hitting a populated area, total fatalities were 120. Yeah. You think about you think about it, if those areas were as populated as they are now, 150 years ago, we no idea. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know yeah. what's coming in. You know, yeah. there's no satellite. There's no nothing. Right. You're talking tens of thousands of deaths. Yeah. yeah.
0: You
2: know, back then. Yeah. And you think about some of the hurricanes that that uh, hit in the 1800s and the early 1900s. And, and uh, you know, whether it was uh, Galveston. Yeah. Uh, whether it was the uh, the one that uh, was at Key West that hit one time, mm. knocked out the the bridge, a railroad bridge and everything else, and the number of people that were killed then. And it's just like technology, you know, you think about everything. Think about about how much warning you know you have right now for Idalia, for example. right. You know we've known about it. How many days now? I mean, we knew about it when it was a tropical depression and they were you know and they were they were warning you know what the percentage is so that goes back what 5 days yeah so right. you know the warnings that we really have for hurricanes you know a you know a week uh you know that kind of thing is what you know helps to save lives that technology but yeah. we'll keep you updated on it and we'll have the latest reports on it for all of our listeners in Florida coming up on the uh uh, the the sh- the show today. We got so much to talk about. Yeah, it was a crazy day. Of oh, course, the National Archives has about five thousand four hundred emails that apparently have Joe Biden's aliases on them, and they say aliases. So the Mister was it Mister Peters? <laughs> was that the Yeah, one? right. <laughs> uh, is there more than Mister Peters? Why and and the National Archives has it five thousand four hundred times on emails, Joe Biden used an alias.
0: Wow, perfectly logical reason, I'm sure.
2: And we'll get to uh, Karine Jean Pierre back in action again. Pete Ducey asking <laughs> wow. her a bunch of questions yeah. that she. <laughs> You know, he must feel great because nobody's really a few of them asked the questions, but most of the reporters are still ignoring it. I did read something the other day that said in normal times, a president, just the allegation of taking a bribe this long where the evidence moves would be the only story that's being covered by the media. Well, you would have and, and Sam
0: Donaldson up front back in the day for those under the age of 90. Sam Donaldson was an <laughs> ABC White House correspondent. Mr. President, Mr. President, um, uh, and you would I mean, but he would never it would be relentless. It would be if this were a Republican administration accused of taking a bribe with all of the information and evidence we
2: have just so far, they would have already been impeached. They would have been out of office. Yeah. And and I go by the standard of impeachment. Yeah. That they that they used twice against Trump by that right. Yeah, standard right. right if it was a Republican president they'd be they'd be uh, they'd be gone yeah but it's everybody knows it and the public knows it the thing is it doesn't matter I wonder if it feels powerless for those in the White House press corps that are political activists when they look at the polling that shows that now well, the vast majority of people believe that the president is corrupt and and you know all of his you know whether it's Pritzker out there the other day, from Illinois or anybody else out there talking about other there's nothing on Biden. There's nothing, there's nothing. And the public doesn't buy it at all. I wonder if they feel a little bit, um, uh, I won't say journalistically because they're not journalists, but, uh, as political activists, they feel a little, a little impotent.
0: Yeah. Right. Just, just wondering if they, Well, I, I, I wonder about that too. Do they just bide their time? Biden, they're biding their time. Um, Until you know it's all passed, we'll we'll just write an article on. uh, There's new decor at the at the White House. The first lady (laughs) chose some new curtains. You know who else is choosing curtains? Gavin Newsom.
2: (laughs) Did you, when you started that, did you know you were going to end with that? I when did, you started I, with the curtains, did you know you were going to no, end with that? No. Okay, I just wanted I, to make-
0: it was it was like because it popped into my mind. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, that's, he's that's probably that's even better. Measuring for curtains. That's even better. Yeah, it was like measuring. No, I as it was in my brain about a half a second before it was out of my mouth.
2: <laughs> that's excellent. Cause it was very smooth. That's why I, I had a question. I didn't know. I go, it, it was didn't...
0: what you heard was actually a realization <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> being verbalized.
0: Oh, wait a minute. You know? And I just use my outside voice instead of my inside voice. You know who else is measuring for curtains? Um, and, and which is interesting because look, uh, we said, watch the media and, as the Republicans, you know, ramp up, and we'll see where they go. There's a lot of people. I get some feedback on, you know, the the Rhino Republicans aren't going to do anything. Speaker McCarthy's not going to do anything. Uh, there's not going to be any impeachment inquiry. There's not. That's not going to happen. Well, look, I'd say uh, to McCarthy uh, the same thing I, I'd say to Nancy Pelosi. She said no impeachment, no impeachment, no impeachment. The moment she started talking about impeachment inquiry now the left is motivated the far left for of course very different reasons and of course of course all of those you know the both impeachments were bogus but i said you can't promise the far left impeachment once you open that door you got to walk through it but i'll say that for mccarthy because this is not bogus this is real and there's really nowhere else to go
2: when you have jonathan turley saying it's time for an impeachment inquiry then it's time for an impeachment inquiry. And we had no, said it before, yep. just before he had said it a couple days, you and I right. said, it may be time because it may be time for the impeachment inquiry. Now, you may want to promote it. Look, we're not impeaching him yet, but we need to find out all of this. And and they can do it because the American public believes that, the Biden, that Biden is corrupt. They yep. already believe yep. he's corrupt. And right. they already believe the majority of Americans that he broke the law. So saying an impeachment inquiry is so we can get judges to get these witnesses before us, People would look at that and say, well, yeah, we believe that's logical. There's something that stinks here. Right. Eight six six ninety red eye
3: Keep your engine humming in the heat this summer by keeping up with preventive maintenance. Think your PM is complete after your oil is changed? Think again. There's grease, transmission fluids, and gear oil to consider, too. Clean gear oil, for example, extends gear, bearing, and seal life. It also protects against low-speed, high-torque wear, and high-speed scoring. That means not only longer equipment life and reduced maintenance costs, but also improved fuel economy and lower operating costs. So the next time you plan for your oil change purchase, don't neglect lubrication and inspection, especially on components and parts that work hard to keep your vehicle running safe and smooth. This report is brought to you by Rotella. Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
0: And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great french fries that sign over there tells you this is your exit and look at that legendary sign it's the motel six sign it tells you a great night's rest at a great price book online at motel6.com and use the code CP to get 15 percent off your stay at motel six or studio six with almost 1500 locations across the country there's almost always a motel six or studio six nearby look for the signs and truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter cp Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
4: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about
2: Hi radio. He's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. I'm just reading this headline here: Taliban's morality czar claims women don't need sightseeing as he demands women cover up their head even more because women don't need sightseeing that's from the taliban's morality czar
0: they have a morality
2: czar yes uh here in the united states the transgender morality czar yeah claims that women don't need sports so men should take over women's sports oh there you go I wanted to- yeah
5: yeah
1: listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. All right. So uh, they're, they're back. Kareem Jean-Pierre mm-hmm. is, uh, is back. All right. And uh, she wouldn't get into the, the whole uh, two beers a week thing. She didn't. Uh, she just said, I don't even know about the story. She didn't even yeah. know the story about it. right, and so Pete Ducey had to explain it. So we're She's not going to-, to
0: defer to the USDA. Who
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that? The United States Drinking Association. Drinking Association. Okay, exactly. I just <laughs> <what that> <laughs> and I will say this: Fox News cleared it up that it was a, you know, that it's part of the recommendations, recommendations yes. not because the, yeah. their headline and that was on there for a while. Well, you indicated know- that it was that the, that the government was going to mandate that you can only drink two beers a week. Well, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah, it it'd be limited
2: and I thought about
0: that, you know, after we talked about it one morning and and I thought, well, actually if there's a health recommendation, it should be well, we recommend none. Because alcohol <laughs> is is poison it's a carcinogen so we recommend zero
2: right no, you're right But at though. the
0: most to a week and i that's essentially what they're saying but no one brings it up when you say well because you could say the same thing about like birth control or any sexually transmitted disease no sex Ab- abstinence yes yeah now everyone's oh, oh. going to be
2: everyone's going to be laughing at you but I like that would be the recommendation. Uh h- how come you're you're uh, recommending abstinence when it comes to uh beers but not sex? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know why? Well, if you th- cuz love is love. Well, let let <laughs> No, but let's let's put it this way and and this is not this is not to advocate drinking. I I have enough friends that are actually in recovery. Yeah, you know, sure. friends and acquaintances yes. that I that that I've had over the years. Yep. yep. So I I know it's a, I it's a serious thing, but just from the scientific point of view, if two beers, if you have, let let's go through it. If you have two beers, if you have one on Sunday night with the ball game, you know, for the ball game, and one on Friday night when you get home from work, and there's no harm in that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So Friday night you have one long, you know, just one beer. One beer. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday for the football games, you have one beer. Mm -hmm. You're telling me if you have one beer on a Wednesday, that is going to increase your health risk to the point where two is the only amount that you should have? Explain that science to me. Well, that's it.
0: Because I guess the the question would, yeah, if you're, because you make the point of spacing them out, right? Right. Now I'm thinking okay the game is on you make a you drink a beer while you're making your sandwich and then you drink a beer while you're eating your sandwich <laughs> a few minutes later um but but no if you space them out then because I had a ton of questions about a lot of it it's it's far too often that we see um, a new study says Wine is good for your heart. A new study says uh, clear alcohol is just, I saw this one time, is just as, can be just as, in moderation, just as healthy as wine for your heart. And that would be the clear, not the not the dark-colored alcohol, you know, like whiskey, a, a clear one. Ever clear. Like, yeah, like <laughs> ever clear, which is always <laughs> <laughs> Apparently,
2: gra- gra- yeah. grain alcohol. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget the two and a half men. We're rose. Would you like a drink? Yes. Could I have some grain alcohol? We yeah. don't have grain alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it was still in the back
0: room. I've I've had some, and uh, someone gave me a sip of it one time, and and it burned my lips. I don't even think I I I swallowed. I, I, I didn't inhale. I didn't like it. But um, it was, yeah, it was bad. Um, I'm not even sure. It could have been number two diesel that was in that <laughs> cup. But, and, and, you know, there are so many questions about that I have, just as a layman. Okay. Um, because it could be the other, you know, the other, quite the opposite. It's more dangerous than we thought or whatever. Um, clearly we know the dangers of heavy drinking, daily drinking, uh, clearly we know the effects on the body. Mm Uh, you talk about, um, cirrhosis of the liver when your liver scars that way, there's no repairing it. I mean, the, the only option is replacing it, transplant. Um, you know and that's just the beginning of what it can do to your body if you just if you if you drink for years heavily and you look at it and then you think about all the other things that impact your and as an older guy you think about all your prescription meds right um, okay you got to get functionality tests on on your organs and everything if you're on certain medications well we need to check your blood, make sure everything's fine, it's not doing any damage from taking any of these meds because they're chemicals and they're fairly harsh.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people have, you know, a number of things to say about big pharma and and the chemicals that we take, uh, many of us as we're older, on a daily basis. So you look at those impacts and you say, all right, but is there any effect from and I'm not talking about getting drunk. Uh we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> if you if, if you're talking about let's say you have two beers where you can feel it. Yeah. You know, um
2: and and I and I am one of those if I have two beers unless unless maybe I'm stuffed. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm full I've just eaten a huge meal, but if I'm just if, you know if I ate a couple of hours ago and I have two beers I'll feel it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah. There's. No I don't. Doubt I, I, I don't know if I'm yeah. officially intoxicated. Right. Uh, at that point, I'm probably not. Based on you know on BAC. Yeah. yeah. 150 pounds and everything else. Mm. I'm. I'm probably less than at that point. I would probably be at at my weight. I don't know what a point oh three. Yeah. Maybe. But you can still feel. A, I can feel well, a point oh three. Okay. So there's the other thing. Um.
0: The tolerance, it's, it, you know, the tolerance of where it affects, so if you say, all right, you know, blood alcohol content and and how it affects people, and you can see, and it's quite unfortunate to hear about, but what they call high-functioning alcoholics. These are people that wake up, and not long after they wake up, they, they're drinking. And it's, it is quite unfortunate, you know, to see, uh, but... For a lot of people, if they can't smell it, now if you're around them every day, I, I, it's hard to believe that you couldn't, you wouldn't detect it. But they function right, mm-hmm. so they can have a few, and they can they, they can function. So my question is, you know, again, on the body's ability to rep- you make the case of spreading it out over days. All right, we're talking about three beers a week. You're going to have one on Monday. You're going to have one on Wednesday with breakfast and then you're going to have another one on which by the way in some cultures is fine um or apparently on airplanes it always amazes me to see somebody on an early flight order a beer and then on saturday and you spread them out the body does have the ability to repair and to take that poison and get rid of it
2: in a small in, in a small, small amount, amount yeah
0: with right. that time in between it right And so, you know, when getting back to the, if you get to the buzz level and let's just say for a moment you're relaxed or mentally it just helps you relax for a minute. Again, I I wouldn't recommend that for anybody. I don't know anybody that would. But is there any positive effect from that mentally that turns into a positive effect hormonally that you could say, all right. It is a long term. It is a good benefit if you do it in that very
2: in that setting. moderate setting. Yeah.
0: And, no, I don't. These are,
2: because well, here's but but here's where I get here's why I wonder where the science ends and the politics begin, and and you look at it. For example, remember just say no. Remember the White mm-hmm. House just say no to oh, drugs. Yeah. Just say no. Yeah. Just, you don't yeah. hear that anymore. No. It's, you know, and, and, you know, what, you know, you can sit there and go, well, the just say no was political, where today where they basically say, uh, tell us
0: what kind of weed you want. well <laughs> Yeah, tell us
2: what tell us what kind of weed you want. Yeah, which kind of weed and, do you smoke? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, you look at it and you go, well, for example, and, uh, you know, my doctor, mm. uh, and I, because I'm a type 2 diabetic, and by the way, thanks Recently, I don't know why, because I've mentioned it. Mm. And I mentioned it in passing. I'm fine. Yeah. I, people give me all sorts of, here's what you need to do. Mm. I'm fine. Mm. My last A1C was like a 5.6. Mm. So I'm fine. I mean, I'm not even, I'm barely pre-diabetes. And pre-diabetes is just basically a warning. There is right. no damage being done to any of my, you know, any, any. And since I brought it up, I've got no problem talking about it. Because once I bring it up, it's like, oh, people have the question. I'm absolutely fine. My doctor told me, in fact, just so you know, my doctor told me, after I had, because uh, I've had it seven and a half years now. yeah. And yeah. Uh, my doctor told me, he said, uh, you want the good news or the bad news? And I this goes back about three years ago. And I said, give me the bad news first. And he said, type 2 diabetes is going to kill you. But mm. what's the good news? He goes, you'll be 120 when it does. Mm. And that's the thing. I mean, I've yeah, actually, sure. I'm very, actually, I look at it and, and I look at, you know, when I was, and it scared the hell out of me because they read me the riot act. My yeah, doctor right. at that time, I haven't knew another doctor. Now my old doctor retired, but he read me the riot act, Mm. you know I mean? It was just like, Mm I scared the hell out of me, you know, it's like, and I look at it now and it was really the, one of the best things that ever happened to me because it made me without question have to focus on what I eat, Mm -hmm. you know, what I eat, how much I eat, keeping my weight down and working out like crazy. Yeah, And I wouldn't be doing, not to the point of hurting myself working out, but just it's become a part of what i have to do every single day where there is no choice and uh, you know i don't know i mean it might because of that you know i may be healthier right now being able to do the you know the radio show i it may make it so 5 years down the line i can still continue and do the things that i want mm-hmm. and i realize that by getting this and and taking care of it i give myself a great opportunity over the next couple of decades to have a much better quality of life than maybe if I didn't have it and what I would have eaten and maybe just, you know, 15 pounds overweight, then 20 pounds overweight, then 30 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and just in, into the bad habits. So for me, it's something I'm appreciative of, but thanks for the people that, you know, always send me suggestions, but everything is fine. I'm, I'm fine there. But my doctor, uh, you know, still tells me today, you know, I mean, he knows I don't. But last time, even when I went in, uh, I said you didn't ask me if I smoked. What? What do you, you don't do you? <laughs> no, you ask me every time though. He goes, "That's the one thing you yeah. can't yeah. smoke if you've got diabetes." You know, you, you can even drink, you know, moderately or lightly, but you mm-hmm. can't smoke. Yeah. And it's just like you know, that's the riot. It's really the only riot act he's ever really read to me. Yeah, was was uh, that. And so I, you know, I always play. If he doesn't mention, I always play with them. So I can't smoke, right? What do you mean? I smoke it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But um, and so, you know, you look at that and I don't think there's any recommendation that a pack of cigarettes is OK. <laughs> no, you know, it's I don't the recommendation Two is cigarettes per week. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, you know, no, the and, recommendation and, is zero. But I mean, but you make a great point if you're the government. And you know it's poison, and you know the you know the health risks of alcohol, and the number of people, and you're not going to play because are you playing politics by by saying two, right? Would the government would the government be better if they number one either just stayed out of it completely, right, or said look, our health experts recommend you don't drink and you don't smoke, right? You know we know people are, but we recommend know that you don't. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, that's it, because you can
0: say, well...
2: Or they just stay out of it completely.
0: You know, <laughs> the minerals in beer are good for you, and, you know, that they can be healthy if you in moderation and blah, 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 blah. But the alcohol part of it is the focus that I was you know, is, is where I always have my focus. Because as a nation, we're a nation that wants to be buzzed a lot. And right now, a lot of people are smoking weed.
2: Red Hat radio, he's Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, so coming up on the top of uh, the hour, uh, we will uh, we'll play the, uh, the 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 question on because uh, the White House really hasn't been around for a while, and so Kareen John Pierre back. How long has it been? I cannot remember. It might only be ten days, but it seems like it's been about yeah, yeah. a month right. since we've well, seen her. So she was questioned on right. Yeah, uh, the
0: president was on vacation. Yes, and then uh, he and the first lady had to go to. school. First day of
2: school and all of that. But, yeah, she, it feels like she's been gone for a while. We'll get to the whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden influence peddling all coming up.
3: Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. now it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Carley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across America we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara.
1: We're everywhere we're everywhere.
2: So download our app today and listen when and where you want. Well, we may not be everywhere in
6: the universe,
2: but I mean, on the planet, we probably you can find us.
0: Yeah, i i I think we're in every universe. We're in the multiverse, as the kids say.
2: The metaverse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: we're cartoons.
2: All right, you ready? All right, what do you got? Here we go. All right, uh, uh, this let us start out with uh, uh, Pete Ducey asking a bunch of questions to Corrine uh, Jean Pierre concerning Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the influence, or excuse me, the uh, what are the the illusion of influence and more, and see how she won't answer any questions. Now the part that got interesting to me is. The fact she goes, ask Hunter Biden. He goes, yeah, but this applies to Joe. And they're arguing back and forth about, you know, what she's able to ask questions on. And by the way, she's losing it because there isn't there isn't except if you are, you know, a loyal Democrat and don't want the truth to come out. Anybody else, which is the majority of America, wants her to answer those questions and understands that this concerns Joe and the White House. Yeah. Right. But here's here this is. Here we go.
6: Something else. The Secret Service is paying $16,000 a month now to stage near Hunter Biden in Malibu. Who's paying for that? That's a question for the Secret Service. Okay. Hunter Biden is reportedly selling art to pay for his $15,800 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that people are not going to be buying this art to gain favor with the president? that is a question for hunter biden and his representatives it's i, I, know, of, I, hear, I hear, at know i hear i hear the white got a job from the biden administration can you guarantee that there's I no hear, i hear i hear your block? question i'm not going to get involved in this that is a question for hunter biden's representatives so, but we know that uh, from a hunter biden associate now that he sold the appearance of access to then vice president biden are you confident that he has stopped doing that
5: that is a question for
6: Hunter Biden. And if somebody is selling the appearance of access to the White House, that, that is, is a question for the
3: White House. No, that is
6: that is your, uh, your I don't know how you're perceiving that. That's my that, video. I, testimony. By I, Devin I, Archer, he said. I am just not, Peter. I'm just not going to get into this. I'm just not. So, this testimony since the last time that I was in here, uh, Devin Archer talks about how he and Hunter Biden tried to profit off the Biden brand. What is
5: the Biden brand?
2: I'm not going to get into it from here. I'm not going to get into
0: it from here. <laughs> so what you're saying is
2: <clears throat>
0: you refuse to talk about it.
2: Right. That that the sworn testimony is uh-huh. that there is a Biden brand and, and uh, that at the minimum there is the uh, – <clears throat> you know, uh, the illusion <laughs> of influence of influence. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if there's an illusion of influence, which he's saying is more with, by the way, the painting, because what he said was mm. somebody who bought a painting from Hunter got a job at the White House, got a job from the White House or whatever. Yeah. I don't know specifically who they're talking about, but that's what he said. Yeah, He said, so the, so the illusion of influence is still there based on then she said, "Well, I'm not going to answer the question because it only concerns Hunter." Well, it doesn't concern Hunter. It concerns the White House. And by the way, there's still so many more questions you could ask. Oh, sure. And and I would sit there and say, "Do you, you uh, you know, can you explain if it's just we've heard the illusion of influence? Can you explain why the Biden family set up over 20?" Because I'd ask this question. Mm-hmm. And I'm and now I didn't prepare it, so it it may not be fully formed or uh, you know, down to a sentence, but I would say the 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 Biden family created, Hunter Biden and the family created twenty fake corporations to funnel money to nine different Biden family members. We're told that this is the uh the uh illusion of influence mm-hmm. with Joe. And the only one who's crooked is Hunter. Well, if the money, if the, that's because the money flowed to him, well, then if it flowed to nine other Biden family members, is the entire Biden family corrupt? And are they all using the president and all attempting to use the, in the illusion of influence against the president? So they're all guilty of corruption and, and they're just using Joe and Joe, your boss, has no idea what's going on here. Those are the kinds of questions you need to ask. You know what else you didn't hear
0: from Corinne Jean-Pierre was, I know what you're getting at. The president is innocent. He has not broken any laws. He has not crossed any lines, not as vice president, not as senator not at any time in between, and certainly not as president. And this is not going to happen in this room, Peter. We're not going to have this discussion because the president is innocent. If you have questions for somebody who is not a government employee and is not employed at the White House, then you can take your questions to them. But the president is innocent. You didn't hear that what you heard was I, I, i'm i'm no i'm I, uh, i'm no uh, i know what you're getting at but uh, no we're not going to uh, uh. i would have fired her for not being able to lie effectively
2: <laughs> well that a long time ago <laughs> is that acceptable can <laughs> Is, is that getting fired for cause where you couldn't collect unemployment? Why did you get fired? Well, because I they told me I did not lie good enough. Well, then, that's horrible. You should be able to sue them. What's your job? I'm a presidential spokesperson. And what does that entail? Lying every day. Lying. <laughs> a lot. So, so then you, you – uh, what – but what they're saying is you weren't lying effectively. Could you imagine that conversation yeah, going on? Right. But I'm trying to collect unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, but we're trying to find out whether you were fired for cause or for non-performance or just laid off. And there's a there's a difference.
0: How much were you making? $5 million a day? You are a horrible liar.
2: You're bad at it. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, are you... Uh, is that the real you, or are you acting when you're up there at the podium while well, I'm acting? Are you telling are,
0: me the truth now are, or are then? You a,
2: are you a member of SAG or AFTRA? Well, no. Oh, darn it. We thought you we might be able to get you unemployment in California. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's,
0: Would <laughs> you like to be? Have you ever thought about getting into acting? Right. Um, if you want a life for a living, go out to Hollywood. Jeez. Um, You didn't hear that. And I think Kirby tried to pull it off one day.
5: Yeah. And yeah, still
0: I, yeah. failed. Yep. You, you, look, you're going to have to be strong behind that podium. And why is it they can't do that? I, because, I, because there really <clears throat> is no conviction. There's only so much. And, and I really wonder. How much they are sweating on the left, inside the beltway, all the way to the top and inside the White House. I think big time. Exactly. And when you're sweating, you're not going to have the confidence because you know you can see the clouds in the horizon. You can see what the GOP is doing. You can see where this is going. And it could be, remember I said a while back, it was a couple of months ago, I started saying, you know, the left is afraid because they don't know what the GOP committees have. They don't know what the whistleblowers are going to say or what evidence is going to come up. They're right now in the clouds, in the fog. Well, one indication that that was correct was Director Ray, FBI Director Ray. No, 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 there's uh, no FD-1023. Hey, dude, we've seen it. Oh, you mean that FD 1023. And so they're all acting like we'll just wait for it to rise to the surface and react as it comes to the surface. And I think now we could be at a point where a pivotal point where they know we're close to getting the bank records. We're close to seeing the flow of money, which you and I have always said is going to tell the whole story.
2: You know, I I actually think that the White House keeps her there because the White House press corps that are political activists, of course, uh, the vast majority uh, of them. They're not asking the tough questions as uh, the it was an article or op ed piece I saw over the weekend that was stating that any other time in history, this would be the number one story every single day as every single day you get closer to, uh, okay, we're getting close to the, the actual money trail. And if the Republicans get this impeachment inquiry or they decide to do that, well, then the courts are probably going to say, okay, you can start releasing some of these financial records. And everybody knows that that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting Mm -hmm. for that shoe to drop at, you know, at that point. But every single day, I mean, the story yesterday, we'll get to here in a little bit, 5,400 times on emails, the president used aliases that the National Archives, you know, has. But I think they keep her around because... There's a sympathy that she's so bad, I believe, from the press corps that they really don't ask the toughest questions.
0: Well, because there's a thing. Okay, so uh, Jen Psaki, much different approach. In fact, most every other person in that role, much different approach. But what would happen if Jen Psaki, now I think Jen's, I, I don't know.
2: She lied without hesitation. Well, that's... That's, the, that's, that's okay. not, exactly not just confidence, what, ex- but without hesitation. Karine Jean-Pierre constantly is hesitating. She doesn't know what her next word's going to be. And
0: and 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 we made the point, because who was it? Chris Wallace? Jen Saki is... Uh, she's the best one ever. Um, Coming from Chris Wallace, I'm not sure if that's an accolade or not. <laughs> but the... You made the point, well, wait a minute. No, because in that, you have to convince people. You have to rally the troops. You have to be able to build a public consensus, at least to a certain extent, certainly with your own political team side, Mm -hmm. rank and file, convince people by lying. And she wasn't able to do that. But at the very least, when you're president, you're the mouthpiece for a guy who's being accused of bribery and every day you need to behave like it's making you angry that anybody how dare you bring this up this is a gop led charge this is the gop trying to get revenge on a uh, on this president because the last president was impeached twice you're going to go down the list lo- how can you not play the liberal playbook effectively? Because, How can you
2: not do it? Because she's knows she's lying, and you can tell she she's has, still she's still uncomfortable doing it.
0: It's and right now, yeah. I think everyone is sweating big time because yeah. they
2: either know what's
0: right around the corner or they fear that it may be around the corner. Because the bank records are going to tell the story, and I really believe we're going to we're going to start seeing bank
2: records soon. Eight six six ninety red eye. Managing time is key.
3: Successful owner operators know that simply running hard is not enough. If it were that easy, anyone could do the job and expect the profits to roll in. It generally pays to slow down. There is a trade off in higher costs, not to mention the increased risk for driving fast. If driving slower takes time away from you, you could find some of the ways to get it back. Never take time off during the last two weeks of the quarter or the last week of the month when freight typically is abundant. Sometimes it works to your advantage to look for loads that take you through home rather than to home. The latter can interrupt your revenue stream and require additional time to get back up to full speed again. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website. For more detail on Business 101 and many other topics,
1: get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Harley. I'm Gary McNamara. You know, I've been thinking all this week, mm. and even last week. Yeah, I've been thinking. Hmm. When I get on a plane this Friday, are they going to require me to wear a mask? It's been ramping up again. I know. <laughs> it's been ramping up again. Yes. And on the federal level, because they they could the feds could do that. They could say on the on airplanes, it's well, time to wear the masks again. You know the like, um uh, the I it was a liberal
0: news story. Uh, liberal news group uh, that that it was uh, a few days ago. Time to get out the N95 mask again with the new variant. It's time to get out the N95 mask again. And I thought, here we go. It's election season. And. Well, listen, with that new variant, we can't be sure. So the president is not going to be in crowded areas including media groups (laughs) or anywhere else that there is a microphone. We believe the germs are, we believe that cameras and microphones helped us spread this new variant. And as you all know, the president is not young. And so we're going to do everything we can to keep him safe and his staff safe so that they also don't transmit that to him.
2: The president will be in complete isolation, solitary confinement Yes, for, for the next 13 months. Yes. <laughs> now, he will record videos. To and me. I know what you're to saying. Me. 15 months.
0: Yeah. And I know what you're saying. You'll probably think that these are deep fakes. They're not deep fakes. It's, it's really him. He'll put out a video message every day.
2: I mean, seriously, there will be no more communications from Corrine Jean-Pierre. We are we are doing a complete media blackout. There will be no update on anything because of covid.
5: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, and and that's
0: kind of where we are with, you know, this I don't know, this new push for masks and everything. It It is the OK, what what do we have? What do we have in the repertoire? By the way, um, full disclosure, I have a family member who has COVID right now. And she mm-hmm. texted me and said, that's eh, not bad. Her daughter has it as well. Her daughter's, you know, uh, wheezing a little bit. But um, she said, no, nah, it, it's I haven't. I'm staying home because my employer wants me to stay home. I don't know why she tested. I didn't ask her. But, you know, it's. If we tested every day, think about that. If every person tested every day, the entire world would go crazy. Oh, that'll be the new recommendation from the government. We recommend that you get, that you test, do a home test every day, once per day, at least once per day. So that way the rates skyrocket and everybody freaks out. Oh, time to put on the mask. Put a mask over your mask. And that's exactly the play you would expect from the left. Well, we need a huge distraction right now. Let's bring back COVID on vinyl. I just, it's just insane to think about. It really is. My question is when you say that, there are a few people still wearing masks. I I do see senior citizens wearing masks. Uh, Occasionally, I see a few people here and there wearing masks. But most people are going to listen to something like that and say, yeah, sorry, we're done with that.
1: McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls 90 Red Eye. Hey,
2: it's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, so I've been thinking about that the last week. I said, when are they going to throw that out? You know that uh, okay? Uh, will they will they do that after summer travels? All right, time to watch, time to wear the masks, but after Labor Day, <laughs> so they they don't hit the uh, the v- the vacation uh, uh traveler but uh. this thing has sort of been simmering has it not yeah and and so i'm i'm reading here matthew Hennessy, who is a features editor from the wall street journal mm. no covid compliance this time around i went along with social distancing and avoided my father's house as he was dying of cancer never again summer's nearly over and cold and flu season is on its way Soon everyone will be sniffling and sneezing, hacking and coughing. You know what that means? COVID hysteria is poised for a comeback. You can feel it in the hot, wet, politicized air. News reports saying case counts are on the rise. A new coronavirus variant is circulating and researchers are worried. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention tracking a surge in COVID-related hospital visits. A few college campuses and business offices are demanding masks. President Biden told reporters on Friday he's asking Congress for funding for a new vaccine that is necessary, that works. Why shouldn't we believe that after a long litany of uh, noble lies and coercion, uh, that uh, uh, they uh, were used to to justify? Um, Every year since 2020, autumn has brought fears that the killer virus would emerge like the biblical fourth horseman. These fears have often been exploited for political gain. And with the presidential race kicking into high gear, the stakes will likely be higher this time around. The old anxieties return. What if it's worse this time? What if they call for lockdowns? How can we be sure people won't fall into line again? Can my business survive another test? Can the country? And then he writes, I'll take my stand. Whatever happens... I won't participate in meaningless gestures. That means no masks under any circumstances, never again. I also pledge no fist bumps, no grocery washing, no crossing the street to avoid my neighbors, no locking myself away from the world, no health, uh, 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 excuse me, uh, 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 no locking myself from the world. I won't present my papers. I won't Mm. swab my Knows morning, noon, and night, and I won't submit to mandates that fill my veins, or more importantly, my children's veins, with new drugs and vaccines that haven't been tested the way drugs and vaccines normally are. When I was a kid, the loudest voices urging me to question authority and fight the power came from the left. Now those same voices urge obedience to state control. Conservatives once stood for social conformity and personal discipline, Now they preach resistance and revolution. When the world's gone crazy and nothing makes sense, the only rational option is to think for yourself. Do what feels right, regardless of what people say about you on television. Don't follow leaders. And as Bob Dylan once sang, and watch your parking meters, we could use some of that spirit. To my mild shame, I largely did, as I was told during the pandemic, I wore the masks, got the shots, worked from home, worshipped online. I even stayed away from my father's house as he lay dying from cancer. I should have been there. I'll never get over that. I uh, complied because everyone seemed to be complying, and I didn't have any of the guts to say no. In hindsight, I can't help but feel I sold my God-given freedom too cheaply, and I won't get fooled again. Hennessy is the uh, Wall Street Journal's deputy editorial features editor.
0: So here's the uh, tweet I saw the other day. This is Sunday and it's from CNN and it's the tweet with a link to the story about it. The tweet is, I'm sorry, the post at X is if you're at high risk of serious illness or death from COVID-19, it's time to dust off those N95 masks. Well, I would argue that if you're at high risk or serious illness or death from COVID-19 you never put them away and it has a link to the story that gets into it you know it may be time the the headline reads at cnn.com it may be time to break out the masks against covid some some experts some experts say again the tweet the basis of the tweet is if you're at high risk of serious illness or death from COVID-19, it's time to dust off those N95 masks. Actually, you never put them away. You're at serious risk. So you fold that in to this entire equation. And what what is it about? It's about, all right. and And I think they're floating these things to see, can we get mandates? Can we get back to the mandate thing? Can we go back into crisis mode because we're nothing on the left without a crisis?
2: Well, and, and the, the, the fact is they blew it because they lied. Right. And, you know, I'm reading here from the New York post The New York post immediately has this story nearly is a uh, Twitter. Uh, uh, is uh, they, are, is anybody censoring this mm. nearly 99% of COVID-19 deaths reported by The CDC last week were not primarily caused by the coronavirus, new data shows. According to the CDC's COVID-19 dashboard, just 1.7% of the 324 coronavirus deaths logged in the week ending August 19th had the virus listed as a primary cause of death. Mm. The data changes a bit for New York, where 2.1% of COVID-19 deaths had virus as the main cause. Florida and Maryland have the highest COVID-19 death rates at 3.4% followed by Washington with 2.4% while Tennessee and North Carolina each report 2% behind New York but above the national average. This is a staggering difference from the peak of the pandemic in 2021 when 30% of COVID-19 related deaths had the virus cited as the main cause. The primary cause of death is defined as the condition, injury, disease, situation, or event that initiated the chain of events resulting in a person's death. The CDC has not reported the primary cause of death in cases where COVID-19 was the secondary factor. But data from the agency shows cancer and heart disease continue to be the leading causes of death nationwide. Weekly COVID-19 deaths are at their lowest numbers Since March of 2020, according to CDC data, but coronavirus cases recently jumped nationwide, with New York reporting a 55% increase in the beginning of August. The uh, spike came from a new variant dubbed EG5 emerged as a dominant strain, causing about 17% of the COVID cases nationwide. As new variants continue to arise, health experts are concerned that we are not prepared, especially. For a worst-case scenario, New York City Health and Mental Hygiene Commissioner Ashwin Vassan and other public health experts are encouraging people to get updated booster shots when they become available in late September. All I want is information. I want information. That's what I want. I want information that I can trust. And the reason that everybody is doubting the federal government is because the federal government lied to us Yep, on a number of things. Right. On, the, on huge, absolutely huge information that the public absolutely needed on COVID and the federal government lied. Well, and here's the thing
0: about that, is that as a global pandemic, we're all in. And when you look at how these lies and and learning how many lies there were along the way, After the fact, you don't even have to be someone who is, uh, you know, a political wonk or somebody who is following it intently every day to know in the back of your mind, yeah, they weren't telling the truth. The point is, our intuition for many people, just at the end of it was, you know what, it was exactly what many said at the beginning dangerous if you have underlying conditions or you're somebody who is a, a senior.
2: Or or and obese.
0: Yeah, underlying condition. Yeah. Right. And so all of these things when you add them up is why did we stop the world for that? Why didn't we just protect those who needed protection? And there are some exceptions to that rule along the way, but there there are for any disease illness why we assess our own risk every single day we let teenagers drive it is the number one cause of death amongst teenagers is car crashes but we let them on the highway starting at the age of 16 and the older i get the younger that gets and those are the things that we as a society a free society have decided that we will live with acceptable levels of risk.
2: Well what we forget about, remember the the entire the entire mandates in closing down was based <clears throat> and the the vaccine mandates were based on a falsehood that we knew and the mandates were still being promoted by the federal government mm-hmm. and we knew at that point, that the vaccines did not. And the federal government knew that that wasn't even tested in the vaccines. Right. From what we uh, know, whether it stopped the actual spread. We know now it did not stop the actual spread. Mm -hmm. And so you didn't need to close down everything because one of the things, and you and I would asked this early on, well, why would you close down everything? And why would you close down? Remember the insanity of it. We closed down parks. Yeah. Parks were closed. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, we make such a
0: SWAT team after Tom Brady.
2: <laughs> well, we, we, we made the, we made the joke that the president, you know, not, not even when he goes to the helicopter, he's not going to even come within, you know, a hundred and, you know, 150 yards now because there's too great of a risk. But when you look at this here, if this is correct, according to the New York post, looking at the CDC numbers themselves, then the death, the, the death rate primarily from COVID, is way less mm-hmm. than it has uh, than it has ever been. And so even as it spreads, you look at it, that the vast majority, 98.3% of the primary cause of death from people that have COVID is something else, which would tend to make you believe with that number that they're most likely older. Mm-hmm. If they've got bad heart conditions or heart sure. disease, whatever, mm-hmm. most likely they're whole, older. If they're dying from cancer, most likely they're older. If they have other underlying conditions, they're elderly and they're obese. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting the same thing that we got before, and we shut down schools, we shut down business, we we fired people, we destroyed people's lives based on a lie that every then then in essence everybody has to be treated equally in this disease. And the interesting thing is this is something that we knew up front real early in March of 2020 and early April of 2020 after the deaths in the nursing homes in Washington state. We knew it at that point, but it didn't matter. And the government didn't respond to new information. The government wasn't honest. The government didn't respond to the important questions that people had. Why are you shutting down all of society? You don't need to do it. Protect the elderly and the people with may that may not be elderly but have massive underlying conditions. But let life continue because, as we know, with what they call the excess deaths, yeah, now that are will be tabulated for the next couple of decades.
0: Right, people not going to the doctor uh, like they should have been not getting not having access to doctors because that was limited and discouraged but it was this is something that we are able to see now trying to bring back a mandate right now politically
2: is not going to work 866
1: red eye we'll be right back with more red eye radio with eric harley and gary mcnamara
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the uh, the show, we'll hear some uh, comments from uh, Jonathan Turley yesterday.
0: All right, on the whole all right. Hunter That's Biden, always fun. Joe
2: Biden situation. Yeah, very interesting. Electric vehicles. Mm. What if the dealerships don't want them? <laughs> well,
0: here's you and I kind of touched on that the other day. What happens when you have a glut of inventory? Well, you have to mark them down, but you can only mark them down to the point that the OEM allows. You can't take, the dealership can't take a loss on it. Right. So what do you do with that?
2: What if the dealers don't want them? Uh Uh-huh. Very interesting question. Coming up.
1: is red-eye radio all
2: across america and around the planet we are red-eye radio 866 90 red-eye good morning welcome looking at the uh latest uh from uh hurricane Adelia uh now uh uh, just a little bit north. This is the the one AM Central uh, mm. update here. Just uh, north of uh, Cuba, the western part of uh, Cuba, and now heading into the uh, the the Gulf. Still uh, a tropical storm. Did I say hurricane? Tropical storm. Yeah, tropical storm tropical at the storm. moment. Yeah, <clears throat> still a tropical storm. If I said hurricane, I apologize. Um, tropical storm, but will become a a hurricane sometime today. And by the time it uh, hits um, right now, looking early morning uh, on Wednesday, it will be a major hurricane, which means Cat 3, Hmm. 111 miles an hour or greater. Yeah. And that's where we are right now and still showing it on about the, the same path.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, that will likely update uh, throughout the day today as it, it is uh, expected ideally, to make landfall there on the Gulf Coast of Florida uh, in uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. So uh, make sure that uh, you, you heed all of the warnings uh, from, from local officials for our friends there in Florida if you've lived there for any time. Then you are well aware of how this works, and uh, there's a, a, you know, it's it's um, it's interesting to uh to to look at the storms, the history of these hurricanes. Uh, you and I were talking about it earlier. Uh, you look at the 1900 Galveston hurricane, uh, September 9th of 1900. You and I covered Katrina in 2005, which was actually the anniversary is today on the second landfall being in there in Louisiana. Um, It made landfall in Florida before that. You know, and and so again, with these storms over the years, you hope that people learn more and more the technology advances and our intuition and our behavior should also advance uh, accordingly. In, in Galveston in 1900, there was no media, none, and I can't imagine. You see something on the horizon, you're getting word of it, but you're just not, I mean, there's no way to be
5: mm-hmm. there's fully no, prepared there's for no that. warning.
0: Even with today's technology, sometimes there's no way to be fully prepared other than. Humans getting out of the way of that storm, and that's the most important part.
2: You know, interesting. The other hurricane uh, that's out in the Atlantic right now, uh, southwest of of uh, Bermuda, mm-hmm. uh, and that's 145 miles an hour. It's a major hurricane right yeah, now. Yeah, and uh, it remains a major hurricane all the way through 8 p.m. Wednesday. Mm. It'll it'll uh, it's not going to hit Bermuda directly. I'm sure it'll have an impact. Uh, on Bermuda, though, but uh, it uh, will basically go around it and then head uh, northeast. will remain a major hurricane all the way until uh, 8 a.m. Thursday. It will still be a hurricane, but not a major, and then all the way through Thursday. And it's funny because it goes up through the North Atlantic and then coming right behind it because once Adelia goes through Florida and up the coast of Georgia and South Carolina, then it makes a turn. And heads in the same direction, you know, right behind uh, Franklin, which is Hurricane Franklin mm-hmm. right now that's uh, in, you know, that's uh, in the Atlantic and will end up, it looks like both of them will end up somewhere in the North Atlantic. Yeah. But uh, mm. yeah, just always fascinated by hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, as, as I grow older, there's a couple of things I always wish that I had taken a, a course in uh, meteorology mm. and Uh, I should have paid more attention in college to geography. Yeah. Which taught a ton about volcanoes because now I'm absolutely just the most fascinated and interested, you know, in hurricanes and what makes them tick. The same thing with tornadoes. You know, you get tornadoes when they get here and you're like, how can clouds, Mm. you know, how can, how can clouds in the atmosphere create something that is so incredibly powerful? Well, still as a
0: layman today, having spent most of my life and a lot of my life in Tornado Alley, I don't know that you can include, I don't think Del Rio is in Tornado Alley, but I I spent much of my life in Tornado Alley. And you still, even as a layman, you, you kind of know certain terms when a meteorologist is talking about it and you recognize those terms as they're talking about it, but obviously you don't fully understand it as a layman. But so much has been learned because tornadoes spawn so quickly. But now with today's technology, being able to know that these are the areas of high risk, moderate risk, low risk at this, uh, on this day and you know, I saw it, I was thinking about it the other day, because sometimes your local meteorologists, uh, especially on television, they'll say, listen, tomorrow's going to, you know, we're going to see this, we're going to see that. And then if it doesn't happen, we had that happen not too long ago. And it turned out that the system actually went south of our area. And then people were on on social media reading the riot act to the meteorologists you're complaining that it didn't happen was his response. And I'm like, exactly. It's I Mm -hmm. look. um, (laughs) You can't say that it's not an exact science, but the problem is, is that mother nature isn't exactly predictable. And that's the nature of weather and storms.
2: Remember, was it last, was it last year or this year? The ones going through uh, Arkansas? Mm, heading yeah. towards uh, Memphis, yeah. I was blown away by these meteorologists who were zeroing in, zeroing in exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. as because there were multiple tornadoes, exactly where it was. You know what streets, what neighborhoods it was headed towards, yeah. and this was on yeah. a national. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, this was uh, I believe it was it was Fox Weather. Mm. It was Fox Weather, right. And they were right on it. I mean, they were just like, here it is right there. And so if you're here in this neighborhood, this neighborhood, it's going to be crossing this interstate at this point, right about here and here. And it was funny because they, they then showed the interstate and you saw cars, you know, the basically blockade to let the tornado pass, you know, in front of them a couple of miles. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, it was bizarre, but the expertise in that, that you're, you know, it's like, hey, if you're five miles in this direction right here, you know, you, you know, take cover right now. Yeah. And that was, that blew me away by how accurate they were. And there's times are not going to be accurate, but you, good God, it, you know, to be able to call, <laughs> it's incredible that they call it as accurately as they do. And I don't mean like rain showers, like yesterday or two days ago, when Right. it's like, yeah. maybe right. I'll get rain. And it shows I'm going to have rain. Well, I mean, it, that, you don't know where the showers are going to pop up, right? You, know, you yeah, may have yeah. an idea that, yeah. it, and that's why they say you know twenty to thirty percent chance of rain. That's not twenty to thirty percent chance of rain that it's going to rain over you. Yeah, what that means is it's going to cover twenty to thirty percent of the area, right? But right, yeah. what precisely they don't know, but yeah, I, I love that <laughs> we hear people get angry that, the- that it didn't. That you were wrong about that, and it, and we
0: didn't get the softball hail and the. It, and I don't know, that's, I, I understand that people make plans, right? Because when things like that come out and I've got, as a father, I'll always do this. I'm looking out for my kids because they live all over the area and they're at work during the day. And if it looks like this is going to, you know, pop up in two or three in the afternoon or, or, uh, or close to drive time when they're going to be on the freeways, you know, I want them to know about that plan accordingly, and people make their plans accordingly, but you know I'm always grateful when we don't get softball size hail or tornadoes mm-hmm. on my on my street. We um, I was at a truck show uh, a few years ago, and we were at the Tulsa Fairgrounds, and the conditions were right. It was there was high risk in that area, and sure enough, the first night we were under tornado warning, and the second day. The the system was going to recreate itself. Essentially, it was going to be the same conditions over that same zone, and we had all these really cool and very shiny uh, big rigs that also happened to make people a living. You know, it's their equipment, and so we we worked with the people, the officials locally, to be able to get them inside. It was an outdoor show, and there was a there was this huge arena. I think it was a, sometimes used as a rodeo arena, and they were able to to park them in there on the second night. But I remember being at the hotel, and it the you know the sirens are going off and the warnings are going off, and you know it, it's highly unsettling, and I think as humans we're all, we're always fascinated with weather. Um, it, I think it's just part of you know who we are. It it, it kind of makes us nervous the power of it all and should and it should motivate us when we have this technology and we have people telling us get out of the way of the storm and you know what if they're wrong and your house is standing and more importantly you and your family are intact then that's a good day
2: i would say the 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 only time you know most of the meteorologists around here have been around for a while yeah you know who they are when i lived for example uh and even when I'm back in in Buffalo, hmm. you have so many. I mean, that's a feeder television market, which means you're getting a lot of young people who come in ah, yeah, and they're sure. leapfrogging to the bigger market. So they sure. don't stay a while. I'll go back to when I go back. I don't know who anybody is. I mean, I, you yeah, know, from when yeah, I was there 25 yeah. years ago. Sure. You don't recognize any of the news people on the TV. So right, right. a lot of them don't come from Buffalo. So when people say there's going to be a foot of snow, they're like they just absolutely go crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's so much hype on it. You're like, it's just a foot of snow. Right. And
0: for Buffalo, that's for, nothing.
2: Right, exactly. And and so, you know, now last year was legit. Sure. sure. <clears throat> last yeah. year was legit and and here, you know, a lot of people up north will make fun, for example, of down here in in Texas or in Dallas when we're gonna have an ice storm or a threat of snow, but as I explained to everybody up there, the difference is we don't have any equipment.
0: Right. We don't yeah.
2: run salt trucks. We you don't run under... the budgets
0: for it. Remember right. when the um Super Bowl was here?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we had to
0: borrow DOT state DOT yep. trucks had to come here from West Texas because uh Amarillo Lubbock that area. Uh it's higher elevation than us, and they and they also get stuff that comes down on they get colder weather, they get uh, more ice and snow typically than we do, and so we borrowed DOT trucks from West Texas that had to come in and clear the roads uh, so everybody could go to Jerry's house and watch the Jerry Jones, uh, the stadium, and, and watch the game. I mean, it was...
2: Yeah, but the, when when you get when you get and it doesn't leave for a while, I mean the mm. cobblestone ice was oh a few when years we back, had that was, just, that was horrible. Oh, my gosh, it was horrible. That was just. I had it, to drive on that yeah. and go
0: rescue my and, daughter and her husband. And you,
2: you don't deal with that up north yeah. because they just throw salt on it and it's gone. With right. you know, yeah. it's gone. It never really forms to that level.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And so you don't you don't have that. But even driving, because I remember a couple times driving home uh i don't know if it was from here when we were at the abc studio so it was actually a little further right i remember there'd be a foot you know there'd be 12 inches of snow and i would drive you know it'd be on the ground yeah and all the streets would be completely deserted and i'm the only one driving even down the tollway it's hardly a, a car to be seen and i'm like well they shouldn't be out because they're not used to driving in this stuff i grew up my whole life driving in it yeah so i know the proper yeah. speed and and i just know how to drive in snow and i I actually know how to drive on ice. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, I and know there's
0: how, some exceptions to... to that in the in the north. If a quick-moving system dumps a lot of stuff faster than the trucks can take care of it on the road, like I remember remember several years ago, the I don't know how many years ago that was, the I eighty thing in Pennsylvania.
2: Oh yeah, horrible. well yeah, you can, oh no, you yeah, but those are you can get. I mean, last exceptional. Oh, oh good God, last year yeah. in Buffalo, they got. I mean, that that snowstorm. I mean, we just got killed and. I don't know what was worse. People ask me all the time. I wasn't there for that one. Luckily, I wasn't there for that one. Mm, yeah. Well, I would have never made it back. I was, you know, I, the night before my flight was canceled. Yeah. And But that Christmas yeah, storm wow. was, yeah. you know, that Christmas storm was, you know, that was one for the ages, as was the blizzard of 77 or the blizzard of 78. Now, blizzard of 77 to me. You know, just because of the drifts, thirty feet. You know. Okay,
0: over, remind me: is there homes. a documentary on that? The Blizzard of seventy? There has to be, right? Yes. All right. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's called The Wrath of God. Yeah. Okay. And the the okay. History yeah, Channel. Yeah, yeah, the Wrath of God. Yeah. No,
0: I've got to. I got to watch that. But I, I, was, I know. I think I've but, seen some but clips of it.
2: You don't know. I mean, we were. I mean, we were pretty. Uh, we knew. I mean, the meteorologist did a good job for Freezola. We knew it was coming. Oh yeah. You know, we knew yeah. it was coming for Frizola in February twenty one and i'm telling you that matched anything you see up north when del rio texas got 11
0: inches of <laughs> snow you knew it was bad
2: but it was the wind oh it was gosh, the wind yeah. and the incredible cold of minus 3 degrees you know i never forget walking out going I, this isn't texas i'm not, yeah, i'm in minnesota no, it was, somewhere it was i mean it, it was, was it, it was just but crazy. Uh, you know to to do it, it you ever want to fly in a hurricane plane to the eye. Uh, <laughs> I have. I've wanted to do that.
0: I I don't know that I've wanted to do that, but certainly I wouldn't mind uh, talking to the people who have
2: or watching it online, no, which yeah. I have
0: repeatedly. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: fascinating. watch it, some of the documentaries is. on that is just it is fascinating. But we'll keep you updated on uh, her uh, tropical storm, yeah, uh, Idalia, which is supposed to become a hurricane sometime later on today. Hmm. Coming up, eight six six ninety 90 eye
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you so much uh, for uh, being here. More than three-quarters of Americans say the president would be too old to be effective if reelected. 69% of Democrats said that.
0: It's about the same number, a little more than those polls that showed from his party that don't want him to run again. Yep. It's in that range.
2: 77% of Americans say President wow. Biden would be too old to be effective if we were he were reelected in 2024. New Associated Press poll says 69% of Democrats said he's too old to be effective for another four years. 89% of Republicans said the same. Which, of course, brings us to the point of the show when we're talking about polls. Who are those other 11%? No, that's exactly (laughs) what I was waiting for. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's going to be. He's going to be better than a young person.
2: A fourth term. Third term. Fourth term. Come on. Forgetting about an Obama third term. That's right.
0: He goes to the gym and works out, you know. He'll tell you about it.
2: Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. (laughs) It's go time. (laughs) Um, Across party lines, mm. Americans said they would want to see age limits imposed on the presidency.
0: Uh, Ah, interesting. Oh,
2: Mm -hmm. age limits imposed on the presidency, Congress, and the Supreme Court. Okay. The Mm. survey found 66% said they would support age limits for presidential candidates. 68% age limits for Congress. 67% support a mandatory age for justices.
0: Huh.
1: You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America studios.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric recording and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, uh, two things, and and they're things that you and I have talked about a lot in in the in the past, and uh, they've really come to the forefront here in the last couple of days. Uh, one is on racism, and we had touched on this yesterday with uh, Ramaswamy uh, quoting uh, squad member, representative ariana presley back from 2019 where she said we don't want any more black faces that don't want to be a black voice we don't want any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown uh voice ramaswamy said that at a a, use those uh, quotes from her from 2019 he says those aren't my words those are words of of the modern grand wizards of the modern kkk and we had played yesterday dana bash of cnn uh, you know, trying to, I don't know, outfox Ramaswamy by saying the KKK also murdered, raped, and did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Presley didn't do that. And, well, Ramaswamy wasn't talking about it. He was talking about her words that she said, that the words, mm-hmm. in essence, are the words of the modern Grand Wizards of the modern KKK. You know, you and I said the same thing about Biden. When Biden said that the... Uh, Georgia election law was Jim Crow, hmm. and we said that's a lie. And you're lying about that. You tell race. You tell racial lies in order to get people livid at each other based on skin color. That's what he. That's what Biden was attempting to do. Yeah. it was reprehensible when he did that, and we have stated all along. And th- this is why more than Ramaswamy have to hit this. I'm still not happy with the Republican Party for not hitting every day the identity politics of the Democrats. You have, I'm sorry, I don't mean to quote Banya here, but you've got gold, Jerry. Hmm. You've got gold. (laughs) The identity politics of the Democratic Party is judging people by groups and not individuals. That's how you get to racism. In fact, part of critical race theory is if you say that somebody is independent and autonomous and shouldn't be judged by their skin color, you are viewed as a racist. Yes. <clears throat> Everything is posterior backwards. And so uh, she responded and said it's, you know, just terrible and horrible. You know what uh, the verbal assault lobbied against me and Dr. Kendi is shameful. It's deeply offensive and it's dangerous. Mm. She said that she is squarely focused on the work of undoing centuries of harm that has precisely been done to black Americans and charting a path of true restorative justice and racial justice forward. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're trying to portray that if you have a particular color skin, you will uh, you had been a victim, are a victim and will always be a victim.
0: And there's nothing you can do to change that.
2: And that's the core of CR, you know, critical race series, uh, CRT, that the reason you will always be a victim is because whites are socially racist, will never get over it, that the culture of whites, that the racism is so great, it's almost the same as DNA, and therefore society must be set up That all whites are racist. Well, we know that was the logical progression of the Democratic Party. Because if you don't toe the line and you're black, we'll just talk to Tim Scott about that. Right. Any black conservative. Any black conservative. And this is what we have seen
0: over the years. The media goes after them. Over and over and over again, there must be something wrong with you if you are black and you are a conservative or somebody else is teaching, telling you what to think or leading you and you can't think for yourself. Either way,
2: how is that not racist? It is racist. It's it's the, it's the ultimate. I mean, it's... The thing is, the identity politics of the Democrat is so blunt. It's there in your face every single day. They're proud of their racism. Yeah. To the point where, as we now know, racism, if you're a racist, it means you're anti-racist. Mm-hmm. No, I wish, to, I wish to follow Martin Luther King, and I wish to say that I judge everybody not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And then you're told, no, you don't. What do you mean I don't? Who are you to say how I judge other people? Well, because you have a particular skin color, which means, uh, duh, and you get right to that point. It's like, stop, you're a racist. You're judging me and how I think by my skin color. I mean, it's so blunt what they're doing, but it's a great time for Republicans, and I wish Republicans would wake up and understand that the one thing that the Democrats have pounded at them for decades is that they're racist and this is the perfect opportunity to clearly respond with obvious racism that comes from democrats and pound it over and over again because it's true yeah <clears throat> but it's like republicans we say what we say it once and if everybody doesn't understand it we move on to the next topic right no the democrats have learned lie repeatedly Yeah. Lie over and over
0: again. Well, it's the only way you can get your and throw the biggest lie, the most fearful lie, because what you're actually hoping to do, what the mob is hoping to do is intimidate people away from the conversation and and make sure that the conversation is shut down. And they do that by throwing these massive, massive lies about people. And it it is the it's they think. They've won every time they do this. They think they've won. You know, Ramaswamy. Uh his comment was very clear. And then the, 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 the question, you know, to uh you know to to basically throw it back at him for essentially he must be uh he must be saying that someone is a you know is 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 you know guilty of this or guilty of that and he's a, which means he's racist or he's a bigot anything that they can keep just pelting people with on the right anyone of color who is a conservative is immediately a target for them they're going to come after you we saw it with Mia Love in Utah the articles that they wrote about her Well,
2: she seems she
0: appears Appears to be black. black.
2: That's what it was. Yes. What does that even mean? Seriously. And if you say, well, no, I believe in Martin Luther King, that you judge a person by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And we will only cure the problem of racism when everybody thinks of everybody else as an autonomous human being separate from their skin color, hair color, color, religion eye color, whatever. Well, what, you judge a person as an individual until you reach that point. Well, then you're promoting racism. If you're saying yep. I'm going to judge you by your skin color yep. in some way, you've just fallen into that trap. And Democrats have been blunt about it over and over and, and, uh, and over again. And Presley was right when she made those uh, comments. That uh, you know, if there there's a black voice, not voices, right? That everybody must get in line, and you see it. All blacks must think alike, and therefore, if all blacks must think alike, and if you don't, you are severely demonized if you're black and don't go along with the narrative, which then has morphed right into critical race theory, all blacks think alike or should think alike and all whites think alike, and they're all racist. They don't know that they're racist. Right. We know that they're racist. We can't explain why. We're just telling you they are. And when they start explaining, well, how do you know they're racist? Because they promote racist things like individuality and autonomy Uh and incentive and work ethic. Right. And all those things are racist. Right. So that's the racism that comes. I mean, they actually are trying to sell this crap. And to the point where now, you know, DeSantis was booed yesterday mm-hmm. uh, and now the left's trying to blame him for the racial shooting in Jacksonville. Right. Like, <laughs> read National View. Nothing that DeSantis, what they're trying to do is promote their own racist views mm-hmm. by using the shooting to do so and blaming it on DeSantis who's saying, no, we're not going to teach racism. So because DeSantis believes that we shouldn't teach racism that people are that whites are racist as a group you judge groups he believes that's wrong then he's responsible for the shooting in jacksonville right because in reality he's an anti-racist yeah and so anti-racists are now responsible for racist horrendous acts that's where we are
0: because the left doesn't want to have the real conversation
2: and the other one here's because of Nikki Haley mm. at the presidential debate is abortion. Mm. Cuz you're the left is going crazy right now. Yeah. They're going crazy oh, yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't believe in abortion till birth. Right. All right. And, she, and she, that's why she said, "All right, pick a date." Yeah, let's then what where
0: mm. does the party stand at
2: what point? Right. They should pound that day in and day out. You keep saying that, yet you all voted for abortion birth. Where do you draw the line? <clears throat> yeah. After this point, where should it be? And these are things that Republicans have to take advantage of and pound on it over and over and over again. And when you make the accusation, you're not, you, you know, you're to, for abortion. You're for unrestricted abortion right up to birth. Yep. No, I'm not. Okay, where's the cutoff line? Yeah. I don't know. Right. So should there be a cutoff line? Mm. No, no, you let anybody decide. So you don't believe there should be a cutoff line that you should be able to have a birth up to, uh, uh you know, up to, uh, or abortion up to birth.
5: Mm.
2: No,
0: <laughs> because they know they can't start that conversation.
2: Mm. No, they can't. There's that's, that's it. And we had stated, we had stated this after Dodds completely. And, and I've, I've, just thrown out all my different experiences, which actually started a year ago next Wednesday mm. because that's when I was, that's when I was Labor Day week when we were off that week last year. Mm. And I went in to visit a bunch of people that I know and they were, you know, all over me about the Dodds decision. And <clears throat> it was fascinating conversation. It's about my body. Nobody has a right to tell me what to do with my body. Oh, so you're for abortion till birth. Well, no, well to mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. well in the second trimester and then the state sh- should mandate that it's illegal well yes well then you're saying that somebody should be able to tell you what to do with your body yeah
0: right
2: huh mm-hmm. i mean they walked into it they it's so funny i mean we live in a society that is so tunnel vision in debate and argument and self analysis of an opinion that you i mean i sat there and went i feel sort of guilty here because this was so easy, and I get I'm getting this look as a with a from, from them with a complete blank stare. Meanwhile, their conservative friends, including women in the background, were going, "Yay!" Mm-hmm. Behind their backs, like "Yay!" Mm-hmm. It was great, and I wasn't trying to argue. They asked me, and I wasn't yelling. I simply said, "Well, <clears throat> so you're, you're so you're for till birth." Well, no. Well, then it's not about your body. What are you talking about? Well you just said the second trimester they they didn't have an answer. Well, well, it's it, it's still we need to do something. Well, ah, do well, something but nobody wants to draw the line. Right. When well, you say do something and which is what? Well, a woman has a right. You just told me she doesn't have a right. This is exactly I mean, where
0: it the, just was this was exactly
2: where the Supreme Court was. We can't
0: define this.
2: Yeah. And when I said that too, I said Supreme Court said it's not they're not dictators. They're saying the other Supreme Court were believed they were dictators and could define life. We don't do it that way in this country. The re, the people through their elected representatives define life through laws. Right. And I said, So tell me how that's fascist. Nobody could nobody could argue. Right. They just they were completely lost. Yeah. I think they wanted to move on. Well, you you're just a talk show host and you know how to argue. Well, yeah. Well, Next? I, mean, I mean, am but, I ro- am I wrong? But we'll know well, then stop it. Well, it's where would you draw the line? Hmm, would you draw the line?
0: Uh, Jen Psaki was out the other day saying it. We are not for abortion up till birth. OK, great. Right. Where do you draw the line? You believe. That abortion is wrong after some point in the pregnancy. Where
2: is that point? Yeah, those are two issues that the Democrats are extremely sensitive to this last week. Yes. 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's what radio. He's our Carly and I'm Gary McNamara. Every day there's another story coming out. I mean, the story yesterday, 5,300 emails where Biden uses an alias. And then you see all of could it be collusion going on between the Department of State, the White House and the Department of Justice and the special counsel. Yeah. What to make of all of it mm. coming up.
1: is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the
2: world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. I mean, there's so many stories out the last couple of days where it's almost like, I don't know, brain overload.
5: You know, yeah, you had the, yeah. the, the,
2: the the stories of Devin Archer visiting John Kerry. Mm-hmm. Just a few weeks before, you know, the stuff went down in Ukraine. Right. Uh, you had uh, the... Uh, other story about the the uh, aides from the White House counsel's office meeting aides of of uh, the special counsel. Yeah, you know yeah. before before the indictment of Jack Smith's uh, aides before the indictment of Trump came down. Right. Uh, you had the story. National Archives has five thousand four hundred emails linked to Joe Biden's email aliases. The National Archive possesses about 5,400 emails and records linked to President Joe Biden's email addresses the House Oversight Committee revealed on Monday. The email aliases, aliases, excuse me, Robert Peters, Robin Ware and J.R.B. Ware were used to share governmental information and discuss business with Hunter Biden and Associates, according to the Southeastern Legal Foundation, which filed a lawsuit to compel the agency to turn over the emails. Wow. Said southwestern, or excuse me, Southeastern Legal Foundation General Counsel, Kimberly Herman told Just the News in a statement, all too often public officials abuse their power by using it for their personal and political belief. When they do, many seek to hide it. The only way to preserve governmental integrity is for the National Archives to release Biden's nearly 5,400 emails to the SLF and thus the public. The American public deserves to know what is in them. The House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer in August requested the archives hand over all documents and communications in which Vice President Biden used aliases. Uh, Joe Biden has stated that there was an absolute wall between family foreign business schemes and his duties as vice president, but evidence reveals that access was wide open for his family's influence peddling Comer wrote in a statement, the National Archives must provide these unredacted records to further our investigation into the Biden's family corruption. Mm. Wow. So they're trying to get them. They know how many. I don't know how they know. Yeah. How how do they know the counts
0: if they're asking National Archives to hand them over? Then what is it that they know? How did they learn that? And how is it that they know there were 5,400 of them?
2: That's fascinating. So you say, where do you go with all this? There's so much information coming up. I mean, where are we going right now? Jonathan Turley was asked a question on Fox News uh, uh, yesterday. You know, where is this all going? And, and what should we think? Because there's something new every day where you say,
7: Whoa. There is a lot, and it, but it, there's this disconnect. The more evidence we get, the louder uh, the call is from the Democrats to stop any further investigation. Well, it, it really doesn't make much sense. I mean, we now have a very troubling picture uh, that is composed of financial records with over $20 million that are, is being transferred through a myriad of accounts that seem... Overly complex. It seems like the only purpose of those accounts is to hide those transfers. You have what I think now is accepted as sort of open influence peddling uh, by Hunter Biden. That narrative has shifted. Now you have media admitting that he was selling influence and access, but they insist it's an illusion. Well, how do we know that? I mean, you don't know if it's an illusion or not until we get to the bottom of this. And this meeting is just the latest such example. We need to know more about the meeting. uh, But that information is not forthcoming. And that that is why Merrick Garland and others are making the case for an impeachment inquiry. They're leaving Congress very little choice.
0: Yeah. Look, we carved it out immediately and uh, Turley following up that and I think everybody is seeing it when you take the special counsel assigned a special prosecutor assigned to Hunter Biden, then you are carving him away from Joe Biden because that investigation is not on Joe. So now the only choice the GOP oversight has is to move on with an impeachment inquiry based on the evidence that you have, Right now, you you take these emails, you take, uh, with, with all the aliases, you take the bank records and the flow of money. Once that hits, there's no way to deny it because you can't say, well, that's Hunter. It's also the other members
2: of the Biden family. And remember, I think one of the reasons they'd be doing an impeachment inquiry, not that they couldn't just continue doing what they're doing is, you know, put in Freedom of Information Act uh, request, requesting that the Department of Justice give them things. Well, every time they do, they don't get it. Right. And so what you do is you do an impeachment inquiry, which becomes then part of the official designation of Congress under the Constitution. And therefore, you can get federal judges on your side saying you need to get that over. You need to get that over now. Yep. And that's what they're looking for to get information. And now the Democrats may scream, you know, this is, uh, you know, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. That's all they have. That's all. I don't think that's going to really go too far due no. to the fact no. that they filed their own uh, impeachment charges quite frequently. Well, under the Trump administration. Well, they're the ones that wore it out. Right. So. And I think Republicans can say, we don't know if we're going to hold a vote on it, we're trying to get information. This is the only way we can get information. But as Turley said, the problem all along. The public knows it. The public knows. They sit and they go, okay, okay. So you're saying that it that Joe had nothing to do with it, okay? But Hunter did. Well, what about the twenty LLs fake companies, LLCs they put together? the money funneling through accounts to nine family Biden family members that nobody is questioning. There seems to be something more here. The average person is saying because it doesn't make any sense to say that because you're you're implying that the entire Biden family is corrupt and using Joe and Joe has been too stupid to know that since the Obama administration began, because that's a this is how far this goes back to and yeah. and so the public doesn't buy it the public knows uh that it that it stinks and that's the problem that democrats have right now
0: yep yeah this yeah. is not going away mm-hmm. there's way too much evidence on the table for this to go away and and really the gop doesn't have a choice
2: and again if you're talking about a special counsel why was you know, the the special counsel, Why you know, why was Jack Smith on January 6th? Why, before the indictment, a couple weeks before, were his aides meeting with White House counsel aides? Right. Why is that happening? Right. That shouldn't be happening. No. At all. No. Why is that happening? Why did Devin Archer go and visit Secretary of State Kerry just a few weeks before the whole Burisma thing uh, went down and Chokin got fired. Hmm. You know why are these? You know, wh- you know that was Devin Archer who was you know running uh, uh, Biden's company, uh, Hunter's company. Hmm. You know why did he get a meeting with the Secretary of State? None of it makes sense. Why are there fifty four hundred emails and or records of Joe Biden using fake names? you compare that if you just take one you may be able to get away with it but the totality of everything that exists here yeah, including as we know the um, the LLCs mm. the money being transferred the 20 million yeah. that think about this nobody in the biden administration has denied that the 20 million wasn't transferred through those accounts no no. Nobody. There isn't any. No. And that's the interesting thing. Nobody is denying. You brought it up earlier when we played Corrine Jean-Pierre, and you said, you notice the, she's, one thing she isn't saying, he's innocent. Stop it. We're moving on from this they point. They should have the, the, the every single day, every single
0: day that this is brought up, she or Kirby, they should be adamant, you know, pounding the podium. These are false allegations. The president is innocent.
2: You're not hearing that. Not hearing that. No, it's really, really bizarre. Well, here's you know, here's here's my thing though: mm. Is Biden so out of it that he really doesn't know what's going on?
0: That he that he well, so there really he's just is, not aware how of where it is right now.
2: He, yeah, maybe? he that yeah. because I because I'm looking at this and it is so badly run. You know, is it that? He just doesn't want to have a meeting with Corrine Jean-Pierre, so she doesn't know where to go. Well, wait, 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 he has well, nothing to offer. Hold on and- a
0: second. I think you're on to something. <clears throat> Remember what we heard about uh, CIA intel and the intel that would change before it got to POTUS, Obama, during yeah, Obama,
2: yes. Years. Mm-hmm.
0: The intel would change what you presented to the commander in chief was different than what the officers in the field and the analysts at the CIA put together. We still have a million questions about that. But in this case, we're talking about accusations directly aimed at the president and a couple of things. He can't, Sit and have a conversation with anybody internally. I, I'm, I'm not talking about an interview. I'm talking about in a meeting. So, what do you do? Well, you've got to, number one, create plausible deniability. What's the one thing about Biden when he goes out into the public and he goes off the script? He'll repeat things. You know, remember when he was saying, ah, they told me just before I came out of here, I'm not supposed to take questions. But uh you know what I'm going to take questions. Yeah, we'd like to ask you about Hunter. We're not taking questions. But he would say things that clearly somebody said to him recently he would repeat them. Do they believe that if they start talking to him about this whole thing in detail that he's just going to he's going to be defensive and he's going to come out and just start blowing the whole thing himself? And on the legal, In the legal sense, you want to create that separation for plausible deniability about mm-hmm. anything in the future that may be asked about conversations going on inside the White House
2: well, right I, now. I'm just answering my own question here by going to another news source. Mm. Uh, Breitbart has the well, one, National Archives, has about 5,400 email records. And we asked, how do you know? Well, because the New York Post tells us that the archives has admitted it. National Archives has admitted that it's in possession of nearly 5,400 emails, Ah, ah, electronic records, and documents that potentially show President Biden using a pseudonym during his vice presidency. It was revealed on Monday. Mm -hmm. National Archives confirmed the existence of a trove in response to a June 22, uh, 2022 Freedom of Information Act request by the Southeastern Legal Foundation, a nonprofit constitutional legal group. The request for emails was asked pertaining to the accounts of Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware, aliases the 80-year-old president, was known to use in the White House during his time uh, as President Obama's vice president. Uh, The Southeastern Legal Foundation, when they got him to admit it, think about that, from June of 2022 till now, just to admit that they had them, and then they filed Monday a lawsuit for release of the records.
0: Okay. They're just wanting them handed yeah. hand yeah. over. We already know they exist because NARA has admitted, they acknowledge right. that they exist.
2: And now the Southeastern Legal Foundation on Monday filed suit. Well, that could take another year. But if you have, if you know that they exist already through this and you're Congress and you're doing an impeachment inquiry, we want them next week. Oh, yeah. And and we're yeah. going to a judge to get, and if you don't give it to them, we're going to a judge mm-hmm. and we need to get this thing done. Remember, you and I talked about there's just a little over, you you only have <clears throat> um, a year and a half left. A year and a half does nothing in an investigation to do something. But if you're doing an impeachment inquiry, then you're trying to get as much information in a shorter period of time and you use federal judges in order to get what you want from the federal government. And I would think That with everything we know right now laid out before a judge, you have some pretty good circumstantial evidence as to what's going at the minimum. uh, You have uh, some great circumstantial evidence and even more than that.
0: Well, think about this because probable cause
2: I meant not circumstantial evidence. Right. Probable cause.
0: If the White House tries to deny, well, if they don't deny, if they say if they make an excuse, well, quite often uh, uh, top officials use. Aliases and communications. You can't say that because what are you doing? You're admitting that he was part of the, all these emails, that yeah. that was him. <clears throat> so where do you go if you're the White House? Try and say that wasn't him. There's nowhere to well, go.
2: It all depends what he was doing in those emails. Well, that, well that's, using that's the, it. Using but, I mean, name. first
0: of all, it connects him to Hunter's, you know, the whole I didn't know anything about his businesses. Of course, that was blown out of the water a while ago. Yeah. But there, it, it gets you closer and closer
2: to the fire. Eight six six ninety 90 red eye
8: Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. Drivers must always be prepared for a roadside inspection. This means drivers should always have their personal, vehicle, and company credentials organized and ready and having any shipment paperwork, such as bills of lading or hazardous material shipment emergency response information, organized and ready for the inspection official. Just an FYI, the top two violations written against drivers every year, as well as during operation road check, are log general form and manner and log not current. Both are completely avoidable if the driver keeps the log accurate, compliant and current at all times. Having the vehicle ready for inspection involves the driver conducting daily inspections and making sure any problems that are discovered are immediately corrected. Vehicle readiness also requires the company to make sure that the vehicle is current on all scheduled maintenance and that the maintenance schedule is adequate. This will make sure the driver is being given a sound vehicle to start with. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Friday radio. He's Eric and I'm Gary McNamara. It would be interesting the next couple of weeks. Mm. You know, uh, Labor Day weekend, and then the the you've got uh, Congress coming back. But uh, when you think of everything that's coming out, it's it's almost getting to be too much. Yeah. And and when we played Jonathan Turley before, mm. it's almost like okay, all these stories are coming out. You need to you need to uh, give me a flow chart. Well, it's interesting though. Give, you give said it, is Biden, you know. He
0: doesn't digest all of this. Maybe he's just not aware enough. And I was thinking just that because I was thinking the whole Russian collusion thing, the Russian hoax. You needed, you still need a flowchart for that. But now yeah. you need a flowchart for this. Are they? Is he able to keep up with it all? it's about him.
2: Yeah, I, I just I look at you know where the Republicans are going to go because. What you need to do, you need to get the financial records released. Yep. And you need to get a ton of people to testify under oath.
6: Yes. Yep. That's, no, that's where, it. That's You're where you right. go from here. That's it.
1: Giving you 70% each night. Eric Carley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. The federal government has just recommended one cup of coffee a month. That's it. So decaf. Decaf. Yes. And and none of the sugary drinks. In fact, zero sugar <laughs> is the recommendation. <laughs> We're kidding, by the way. We're relating to the beer thing. Just Yeah. Somebody will take it. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, they also recommend, um, in fact, uh, they're looking at mandating this uh, five hours of red-eye radio every night.
2: Oh, that's good, though. I mean, that yeah. would be, uh, no, we that think requir- would be healthy. required?
0: Yes, mandated. Uh, we think it's healthy.
2: Yes, And changing the name Radio Free Biden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's mandatory that you listen, so it's got (laughs) to be something like that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're going to outlaw ceiling fans. But the good news is you can listen to these guys on the radio. (laughs) Um, You hit on something going into the bottom of the hour, and that Mm -hmm. is if he's, you know, if they're worried that he's out of touch and they don't want to confuse him and that would only be because he's out of touch and that he can't keep up with it every day and that he might just fire off things
5: Mm -hmm.
0: you know at a in in front of the media without thinking because he never does that and that's the play at the white house then you can't be Kareem Jean-Pierre. Another reason you can't be Kareem Jean-Pierre up there going, the president is innocent because you can at that point, you're going to have to start building the defense on the inside. in it, it, Behind the scenes, inside the walls, everybody is going to have to build that same defense and talking points, and the president is going to have to be a part of that. If you just try not to bring it up,
2: is that their game? I don't know. I don't know if they know what their game is because she got burned big time already. Oh, it's horrible. She already got burned big time when, you know, for a month she was stating, no, he knows absolutely nothing. And we stick by this. He doesn't know anything about his son's business activities. It does, And now nobody's saying that. The only thing that you have that where they have are now is that uh, it's just an illusion of influence, that it was simply Hunter Biden. Now, what they're forgetting is the 20 LLCs that fake companies that that only existed to transfer money through different accounts to at least nine different Biden family members. You can't get away from that. You know, we can talk about all the other stuff going on and whether there's a you know, you've got collusion with the with the Justice Department. But just on that alone, you know, and because those are all different stories that relate to this. But on the story of Biden himself, and this is why the American public doesn't buy it, but what they're trying to sell the public is it's simply Hunter, and Hunter was a cocaine addict, and so he would do these mean things to his father, Mm -hmm. and his father just didn't know that he was doing all these things. Well, okay, well, that's interesting, so... mm, Hunter made the money, so that makes him corrupt. Mm-hmm. But the president is isolated. What about the what about the twenty LLCs that transferred money mm. to Biden's brothers, yeah, and grandchildren, yeah. and other family members? Yeah. A total of nine of them. Explain that one. Right. Nobody has said a okay. thing about the families
0: except for what we've learned. Yeah. About the flow yeah. of money,
2: and this is this is where. The Republicans have to directly hit the members of the media. This is where about Chuck Todd's going to be gone. What, next week? Is this this last week? Yeah, I think so. Thank
0: God. (sighs) Who's the replacement again? Oh, 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 it was the moderator, one of the moderators from the debates. And I forget her name. But, yeah, so I guess we'll see where it goes from there. But Chuck Todd was horrible. Yeah, he's just useless.
2: Seriously, I mean, I, I look at him and go, well, does he really, does Chuck Todd draw people in mm-hmm. and who who was his audience to begin with? Unless uh, his audience probably is Kevin Tober from Newsbusters and that's it.
0: <laughs> the crew over at Newsbusters.
2: Yeah, the crew at Newsbusters, you know, you got it. Well, We're number or- one with the all of the people at Newsbusters. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> their, their whole job is we watch the liberal news in order to analyze what's going on and. You know, and whether they're actually covering the truth, and you know, that's they're really the only people watching Meet the Press.
0: Well, Kristen Welkler, uh, uh, Kristen Welkler is uh, the uh, right. new, will be the new host at uh, eh. Meet the Press. We'll see.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know that that's what you you know, and and that's what nobody is just nobody is willing to discuss the blue whale pod in the living room. Mm-hmm. Because once you do, you, there's nowhere there's no, for you to there's, go. There's nowhere for you to go. Yeah, you can't go if you're a Democrat anywhere. So you just say, this is ridiculous. They want to impeach him for everything. We need to stop the investigation now. And Turley was saying, my God, all these things are coming out which that show collusion, conflicts oh, yeah. of, yeah. of, uh, uh, of uh, interest, may, maybe obstruction of justice by the attorney general himself. You know, that's all come out it's like oh it's nothing that's nothing well oh, it's and, nothing. you know oh, it's nothing that's nothing
0: you look at Corrine jean Pierre if if you're doing that job what is ultimately the long term hope you get a book deal you get a job in the media right okay and you go on from there and and uh they've done it even some you know in the case back in the day of Tony snow coming from the media uh to that job so you you know there's You want to be employable. (laughs) You're hoping it will give you leverage. So if you do stand up there at the podium, I'm telling you the president is innocent. And then all of a sudden everything falls. That could hurt your chances long-term. Now, I think you're still going to be touched, but it's going to be a much different situation then where she is now, if she comes back and says, listen, guys, I wasn't aware of all of this. <laughs> now, she's only going to be able to sell that at MSNBC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure she can sell that at MSNBC. But you don't. There is no passion for defending this president right now at this point.
2: None but there is a passion to st- to still protect him oh i think i think
0: you i think it's a default i think you have to right
2: because you don't because if this was a and someone said it the other day they said my god this should be the number one story with everything going on i mean this this the entire thing because of how big of an influence peddling it views mm-hmm. and with the 20 llc's and the number of bank accounts and the money funneling to the president's family. My God, if this this has never existed in modern American politics, anything close to this, this should be the dominant number one news story. And so maybe they're not defending him as much anymore, but they're still covering for him. So.
0: I was thinking about this over the weekend. They get to a point where things are mounting and the GOP brings more and more to the table. Biden's arrogance, I believe, and defiance. If he's going to step down, he's not going to step down for them. They'll announce he's stepping down for health reasons. Now, that's been floating around social media maybe since the beginning. Since January of 2021. But it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to predict that's going to happen. Because nobody knows. But it is right out of his. Arrogant playbook. I'm innocent. I'm stepping down for health reasons. And then he's out the door. Now, here's the question. If that happened. Is the GOP – now they're done with impeachment because that's – or are they? Are they done with an – let's say the inquiry itself gets to a certain point, rises to a certain point because, like we said, you're not going to be able to deny the flow of money. You, I'm sorry. There's no excuse.
2: You know, I would, I would have said so that it was a greater possibility – until you had both the Biden and Harris camp come out furious about what Newsom is doing, that Newsom's going to debate. Mm-hmm. DeSantis mm-hmm. on Fox News. They're just livid about that. Mm-hmm. So I don't sense that that's what's going on. I think the speculation is there that hey, he may be forced to do it, but I'm I just my gut well, okay. my gut tells me they're not there happen and and you could well be that right in the White House
0: because using my own same logic his yeah. defiance and arrogance means he'll never step down
2: uh, yeah because you're telling him he needs I, to step down. yeah I'm not stepping down Jack
0: I'm from Scranton I'm ready that's, let me, that's let, also let, who he is. I mean that's,
2: does, does anybody ever tell him to stop telling his delusional lies, the stories that he keeps I, no. you know throwing no. out the, the yarns well, that okay, he's so, had for years so here's, that are false and he repeats oh, them over and over again. Well, I
0: you could have a million advisors telling you that every day that it's hurting you but by this point what does it matter? Because it was early on, it was spring of 21. And I can't remember if it was the Washington Post or New York Times or what liberal media outlet wrote the story. The bizarre set of lies Joe Biden has been telling for years. And you, is it just to the point of you're not going to tell him because his mind just fires off. Whatever his brain fires off, mm-hmm. he's just going to say it. And yeah. you can tell him until you're blue in the face. Don't tell him because he'll get defiant. I, the more you tell him, the more you advise him, the more he goes out to the podium. oh well, they were telling me not to tell all these lies, but I'm going to line up these. The more, they, the more they tell him to do something, the more defiant he is. That defiant nature is to the bone, Jack.
2: Yeah. So I just there was such an uproar uh, over the Gavin Newsom debate the other mm, day mm. from both camps mm. because I do think that the Harris camp is looking at this and saying, Well, How if, dare you. if yeah. Joe is going to yeah. bow yeah. out, right. well he's just he's pushing me aside. He's right. he's gonna argue DeSantis, he's gonna argue with DeSantis that's a huge think about that you know we don't put it in in this way because we talk about things like you know the people are concerned with the economy right uh the the inflation illegal uh, immigration but when you you know a, a, when you look at it
5: <clears throat>
2: when you look at it as to uh you know they seem to be completely clueless to all of that yeah right. I mean, well, so, so because they're they're the things they're debating right now, and the things they're doing seems to be completely clueless. You have to ask how clueless is Biden on everything? I mean, they keep him away from everyone. Yeah, to so the do. point where we've never seen He's a liability. We've never seen a president that's been this isolated in modern American history. Maybe you might say Roosevelt was well, okay, but Roosevelt because of his physical condition which would be the same technically here, different physical condition is mind. What about
0: Newsom on this? Look at Newsom as Hillary was in 2016. And Bernie would be both Harris and Biden combined, right? In other words, the party's looking at ushering in very seriously Newsom And Newsom's going, oh, no, he's the guy, like Hillary was saying. Oh, no, Bernie's doing very well. And there was never a chance Bernie was going to be the nominee in 2016. And they're just setting it up. And at the White House and the VP's office, how dare you? But the party's going, yeah, we need to do something.
2: Yeah, they're furious at at, uh, at Newsom. Right. He's bypassing it, Mm -hmm. and he's making it seem like I'm not going to run. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Eight mm-hmm. six six ninety Red Eye.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. Red
2: Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. So um, it uh, looked like it's going to be a major hurricane by the time it hits. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so Florida, of
0: course, uh, preparing, gearing up for a what they believe will be a Category 3 hurricane before it makes yeah. landfall, which will be late Tuesday into Wednesday morning. And we're following everything from the National Hurricane Center and more. So stay with us.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.